BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What follows is a teaser for season one of Reclaim Detroit. A Vampire the Masquerade audio drama from the mind of Ray Stacanus. Reclaim Detroit will debut in July 2022 wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, go to at Vampire Detroit on Twitter. And now... There's some weirdo Satanist out there or something that you might have heard of? I mean, there are, but this doesn't sound like one of them. This is Detroit, 1996. For a long time, the Savage Sabbath vampires held claim to this area. That is, until four years ago when McMasters and his Camarilla group infiltrated the city, then kicked their asses out. I still can't believe your clan lets you call yourself Tory. There are no rules for us anymore. We are who we want to be. Right now, I want to be Tory. It's a little audacious though, isn't it? Hey, audacious is my middle name. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it? Why am I in the back alley of this gin joint? It turns out that the best way to gain knowledge is to invite the city to your secret club and film them the entire time that they're there. Who knew? <laughs> I work for you Camarilla folks too. But you also work for them. It's an underground gothic club for kindred. The lady would prefer tiki torches and Christmas lights. Some loudmouth drunks thought it would be fun to break in my domain and cause trouble tonight. They were wrong. There's something out there. I don't! 
And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, kicking it in the groove here in June, July. When is this show dropping? Nobody knows. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Can can we not have him improv these intros anymore? Also, I feel like someone should know when we're dropping it. I mean, well, to be fair, I know knows. when I would, Gina, I know when I would like to drop it. The question is, when will Robert Clark Chan get oh, in the shit. file of All the right. show? Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really amusing to me that the most organized, responsible and on top of it, one of us refuses to do any work outside of the a couple hours we spend recording each week. Which which one are you talking about right now? Because literally, <laughs> I mean, clearly it's me. I am the I am the you know we. Here's the thing: we all went to see the GI Joe movie this weekend with the one and only Buzz Dixon, and it was a delight. And when, uh, as is typical, when Ray was planning it and sort of saying, "Hey, when can we do this? Can we do this?" I said, "Look, send a calendar invite." She did. And he guffawed. He did it. And all the info was in there. And it was great. But I do calendar invites for everything. Gina, I am very organized. I know how to make calendar invites. I literally have to do it for work all the time. But this ain't work. This is fun. This is, you still need You still need to put, if fun has to happen at a specific time, you still need to put that crap in a calendar. Robert Clark Chan refuses to use a calendar. For anything, which is why he frequently forgets things. And I I will not have that happen. Wait, so quick question. Uh, apropos of nothing, Gina, what's your Myers-Briggs uh, personality uh, number matrix? Oh, I have no idea. That stuff's all crap. I'm just curious because you're giving off a big time. I feel like you're an INTJ. Oh, my uh, God. What uh, is I'm this, a dating it. app? And are you a guy I'll never swipe on? <laughs> well, first off... No, yes. <laughs> I don't even think you guys introduced yourselves, though. Who are you? I introduced Robert Clark Chan. I just said yeah, his name. You both did, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't feel the need to contribute anymore to this. And that's TV's Gina Ippolito. Fine, I'll introduce everybody then at some point. And yes, for the people at home, we did make a special. Uh, uh, we got we got Chan out the house. To see G.I. Joe the movie, it was just on the big screen. It was last Thursday and Saturday as we record this, the 23rd and 25th of June. And yes, we did have special guests. I didn't want to make too big a deal. Look, I, in our, if you're a member of our Patreon, you knew where and when we were going. And if you're Brian Rapp, Patreon superstar, you flew out to Los Angeles. I got to make mention of it. Flew out from Colorado to Los Angeles to come see the show with us and hang out afterwards. Buzz Dixon was our special guest, and it was it was an event. It was a lot like the, oh, the, the movie it itself. So great. Did they have the sound down way too low for being a theatrical right? experience? Yes. Not look. Yes, not everything did. has to be really really loud. Although, listen. After we're done recording this podcast, you're going to go watch RRR and you're going to want to turn that volume up, baby. Uh, you, but yeah, it was delightful. We all cheered when Buzz's name appeared on the screen. Uh, I, we did. He, yes, we did. I think he really enjoyed the experience. 
Uh, I feel like yeah, he did. Brian, he told me he Brian did afterwards. Brian Rapp came, who I then misidentified on Twitter, as I do with Oof. everyone ever. That was embarrassing. Not going to lie. Michael Hallensalco. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, it's very on brand for me to, to misname someone Sadly after true. hanging out with them for three hours at, at a movie theater <laughs> in a big wang or wherever we went to. Big wang. It was Buffalo Wild Wings uh, right next to the AMC Burbank 16. Are there Look, any big wings wing left? places? I think it's called uh, BW now because I think they like, I think they wanted to get away from the, the dick stuff. But yeah, they're called BWs. Are you talking about big wangs? Yeah. Which I know the Hollywood one went away and the one in North Hollywood, I I, I don't know. I haven't been by there in forever. Uh, Gina, you live by there. Just roll by. Tell us. Okay. On my way now. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah. And it just, it was a really cool experience for any of our listeners out there who did get a chance to listen to it. I think that the experience is basically the same. Uh, not a lot of care was taken uh, with with the bringing this to the big screen because yeah, Fathom in, in, is not the greatest. No, they actually, in many cases, and ours did a pretty good job with it, they, but they left the house lights on for way too long at the beginning of the movie when it started. And hey, then at the they? end of the movie, yeah, and then at the end of the movie, they didn't turn them back up again for the closing credits. So we all oh. had to leave in the dark. Uh, the sound was incredibly quiet. Like I had to focus to hear the entire time like i shouldn't have to do okay, that well first of all you need to get your hearing checked if that's the case i don't know what you do at your annual physical but you got to get that checked i uh, mean i just let him grab him and then i cough a couple times you know it's <laughs> because I, can action I get all year also i choose to focus on how delightful it was to see a movie with one of the og writers of that movie sure and what's and, and the other amazing thing, and I'll say it, I don't know if we're, you know, but uh, 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 we go to see with Buzz Dixon, all these posts about it. Hey, Buzz posted about it and we posted, reposted all this other stuff. And who friend requested all of us that night? But Ron Friedman, the credited writer of G.I. Joe, the movie. Yeah. Wait, what? You guys got friend requested by Ron Friedman? <laughs> Wait, Chan, you did it? You're doing a bit, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is a bit that I feel I, very good about. Oh, no. So me and Gina got friend requested by Ron Friedman. And uh, quite honestly, so did probably Brent Pope and uh, Sean, who also came with us. Probably. Also, and who did uh, not yeah. apparently Robert Clark Chan, ladies and gentlemen. And he seems delightful. Also, he was really delighted that people are still going to see this movie. Also, I'm going to offer both Brian Rapp and Michael Albansoko, uh the opportunity to punch me not in the face just once anywhere on my person (laughs) oh Gina you might want to you might want to clarify you might want to clarify a few other places too no I just think not the face or the kidneys anywhere you heard it here first you can go for it uh it's not and it's not because I can't tell white men apart either I'll I'll say that although that is a true statement it It just isn't the factor here (laughs) for the record uh yeah it was very cool now we know who the biggest fan is because brian actually flew out for us right uh right right but yeah we all wore our gi joe t-shirts you can go did we post it on the facebook we posted it on something the twitter we posted all over twitter uh and you can see a bunch of real cool people soup's cool in in our in our gi joe t-shirts some some had regular gi joes we had our knowing is half the podcast from two different seasons uh with buzz dixon outside the movie theater it was great it was a really really awesome experience i got to actually sit next to buzz because i um made sure i did and (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> and it was great. I mean, it was absolutely uh, uh, fantastic. I mean, I did turn to buzz when the opening Pythona scene happened uh, with the with all the, you know, the insect horror. And I turned to him and I said, Buzz, I just want you to know this is the scene that gave me nightmares for many years later. Uh-huh. Pause. I said, thank you. And then he just started laughing. Um, yeah. It was, I, really, I, 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 I thought it was even better the second time, to be honest. Uh, yes. I wasn't because I wasn't like trying to follow the plot or anything. This time I was just enjoying all the insanity and ridiculousness. And I was thinking That's of crazy. stories that that Buzz had told us, like the guy yep. trying to do the la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Gautier, yeah, yeah, that he has he has relayed that his voice was was too deep to to do the trilling, if you will. Yes, so that uh, that stuff all really made me laugh, and it was clear that everyone was sort of enjoying themselves. I did I did take a moment of pleasure where I walked in before the guys did because they were still waiting for Chan, uh, and I Always. wanted snacks, <laughs> so I just got my snacks and went in. I was the only woman in the theater. There were a lot of neckbeards there who were really, really interested in showing off their G.I. Joe knowledge. Crazy that. There was a small part of me that wanted to just walk in and and just say, I've been hosting a G.I. Joe podcast for six years and Buzz Dixon is my guest this evening. (laughs) But but I know that they probably would have said, well, actually, uh, to me. So I did not. But it, it was entertaining to be sitting in the theater before all the guys got there and hearing guys tell their their guy friends like so this is when this was made here's a fact about it uh oh my god how many different people did we hear say well duke's alive because of optimus prime <laughs> yeah, yeah. you heard that yelled at least 19 times during the movie yeah you know Holy what my shit. dude if if people if if in 2022 people are going to see a matinee of G.I. Joe, the movie, it's safe to assume we're all somewhat experts on it. We have some idea <laughs> of the basics, um, yes. But then it was um, cool because a family walked in, a mom, a dad, and like a teenage kid. And I said to I said to that? Buzz, it's great to see like the next generation watching the G.I. Joe movie. In in uh 20 years, that 14-year-old boy will have a podcast about G.I. Joe, I assume. Chances are good. Yeah. Um Poor kid. Uh, I did say to Buzz at the end, I say, we'll see you in five years, I guess. <laughs> when they do it again for the 40th. I hope, yeah, I hope that they do re-release it. Uh, I think that I think that a lot of our fans d- didn't see the tweets until after the fact and would have loved to see it in the theater, including God, the, the, the credited me? writer. He said he would have loved to see it. So yeah. if it happens again, we got to invite him too. Indeed. We'll just be I, Gina and rent a theater. That's all. Mm-hmm. As as everyone who listens to the show well knows, like it, it's not that I delight in tearing down the things that we loved as children. <laughs> it is uh, just a duty that I have been uh, okay. born with. And <laughs> I mean, you are not incorrect, Gina. Like this is the second time I've watched it now, and I actually enjoyed it more than I did the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I. There is a lot to recommend this. Is it the best movie in the world? No. But yes. on its own merits, judged by, you know, what they were attempting to do. I mean, it's just a good movie. Yeah, it's entertaining. Get yourself a few friends. Watch it however people watch stuff these days. She means <laughs> drugs. With their data jacks plugged into the back of their brains. I don't know if you own it on DVD. I don't even know if it was released on DVD. I don't I mean, know if it's on VHS. 
a DVD into your data jack. It just doesn't fit. Look, the formats are my data jack, my choice, Chan. Twenty twenty two. Data jack told. autonomy. Done been told. Yeah. yeah, you've been told. Anyway, let's talk about G.I. Joe Extreme because we're actually doing this episode. It's called The Silencer. And guys, this is episode uh, overall 20 of 26. We are almost through two seasons of G.I. Joe Extreme. Who could have guessed at the beginning of season five it would happen so quickly? I, I was honestly sad. I'm honestly sad to know that we're because that's that's all they made of this, right? Correct. There were two seasons and then it's just going to be over. I have a strong feeling, though, it's not going to end with two uh, <laughs> two compilation recap episodes. I yeah, got a strong yeah. feeling we're going to be OK there. Uh, mm, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of sad to see this iteration coming to an end. When we when we did the first Sunbow, I, I had no idea what I was doing. So I wasn't I didn't know enough to be sad when that ended that we were right. entering the the Deke era was not sad to see Deke go, but no. now that I know enough, uh, but I, I have a sneaking suspicion. There's another iteration in there somewhere. There are I, plenty more iterations of GI <laughs> Joe coming. Gina. I have heard that, uh, the next one is very, very bad. So oh, no, I don't yes. feel great about that. <laughs> um, I mean, this one, you know what? It was okay. It's pretty good. Um, but didn't we also hear that this one was bad? Like, didn't IMDb ratings or didn't something? Guys, go on IMDb and rate G.I. Joe Extreme 10 stars. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> because 10. it is like a 5.5 right now or a full two points lower than Deke era, but with only like 150 reviews. So like we could make, I'll say it again. If the fans of this show got together, go on IMDb and rate G.I. Joe Extreme 10 stars, we can make it a much better, at least better than Deke. We're, we're, we're not going to tank Deke. It's got too many reviews. But we can make this high because we've actually been watching it, and it's great. So I would say do it. Yeah, it does. It deserves it. It deserves it. When even Chan says it wasn't bad, you know it deserves it deserves some love. I can't express enough. Chan saying this isn't bad is basically saying it's Citizen Kane. That's what I'm trying to say. Citizen Kane's overrated. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I, you know what? I agree with him there, though. So, Ooh. Yeah. In your face, cinematic historians. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of cinematic historians probably agree, to be honest. No, no, no cinematic historians will agree with you on that. Mm, I mean, I don't know. I took a lot of film classes in college. Oh, well, shoot. What do I know? Uh, I do know, I believe the next series we're going to be watching is Sigma Six, which is got two seasons, 26 episodes, and is not uh, supposed to be very good. All right. I'm ready. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Officially, da, 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 da. can't be found. Can't be found at IMDb, but I know it exists. Does not. Wrong? The data you're looking for does not exist. So there you go. Uh, G.I. Joe Sigma. G.I. Joe Sigma 6. 2005. Uh, so unless there was something, I got I to gotta check the numbers. But this rates 4.8 out of 10. Okay. But with uh, 336 reviews. So people don't seem to care for this very much. But looks like we get Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow back. And it's <gasps> in kind of, it looks like in, it's in a, in a little bit of an anime style. Is so that Lady J? What the F? Oh, yeah, this is definitely an anime it? style. It's IMDb, Gina. Ever heard of it? 
Jeez, you work for them, no. Gina. Starring Michael Sinter Nicholas. Why do I know who that is? Oh, because he sounds like Sinterklaas. He yeah. does sound like Sinterklaas, and that makes me happy. Sigma um, six. Okay. Sigma six. I this mean, will be the next thing we watch, there, everybody. Is there no is there no oh 2005? That was that was quite a jump. Yeah, from... so this is currently mid-90s. I got to see if there's any specials or anything. So I don't know this for sure, but we've got uh, the characters coming back was Michael Sinter Nicholas, uh, known for uh, Venture Brothers. He plays Dean Venture on the Venture Brothers. Oh, That's why I know cool. who he is. He plays yeah. Tunnel Rat. Uh, we got Baroness. We got uh, Cobra Commander, Buzzer, Heavy Duty, Duke Scarlet, Jinx, Firefly. So they're bringing back oh. all the favorite characters for this. Uh, and maybe what? maybe I, we'll maybe we'll end up liking it. I, like I kind of dig the the style. I I like the the style of art more than the super jacked up '90s guys. Yeah, I do. I do like the art style of. Uh, I do like the art style of the, the animes, and they're bringing back care. So, guys, maybe it'll be a GI Joe Extreme situation all over again, and we'll find out. We actually really like it. Uh, I will leave myself open to that. But before we get there, there's a character in GI Joe Extreme that we really praised. Me and Gina. Uh, called the silencer <laughs> who was part of the uh, overall story arc with uh, 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 what was it Lieutenant Stone going into a coma okay, and then they so brought out the, silencer, the same guy the same guy uh, we've also introduced a character named Eagle Eye who is the silencers like nemesis but he's on the Joe team and uh, yeah and so this episode is going to delve deeper into the silencer story and he was a character me and Gina both agreed great effing character and Robert Clark Chan was a Naismith but he's also Robert Clark Chan. So, uh, for the record, uh, the characters of Eagle Eye and Silencer, respectively, in Hard Boiled, would be Inspector Tequila and Alan, uh, played by Chow Yun Fat and Tony Leung, respectively. Uh, because I know how into the movie Hard Boiled you are and how you <laughs> remember the plot of it. Honestly, I thought you were going to say what that means when no, honestly, Chan, I thought you were going to say that the silencer was more like Mad Dog, who's the more uh, more of a villainous character as opposed to the second banana to uh, Mr. Tequila. Chow Yun-Fat, totally young is great, but I don't really see it. I remember him, them working together much more so than against each other. So silencer would be more like Mad Dog, who's your main action villain of hard boiled. Obviously, he's a sub boss. Uh, Alan he's like was the, the, boss. the I mean, opposite sides of the coin. You see, like I guess maybe I should reference another John Woo classic, Face Off. Great movie, one of the best movies ever made. I'll say it. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, it, I wasn't sure if this silencer guy was you, because you know me, my brain is like Swiss cheese at this point. Yep, yep. Uh, it. when it comes to remembering names or faces or Brian Rapper, Michael Albansalco. Uh, but I, I was like, wait, is this the same dude who was a real badass in that episode that Chan yes, he was hated? And I will say, I liked this episode. It makes him significantly less of a badass. Unfortunately, when you start cracking open that egg a little bit, we do, uh, uh, we, we do lose a little bit, but I still think the character is interesting. Now, before we click, oh, kick yeah. In before we get to Sigma six, there are some, some like shorts and like made uh, accompanying toy DVDs. So we will get to watch before 2005's uh, Sigma six. We have GI Joe Ninja battles, 2004, which I do Ooh. own on DVD. What's and we yeah. do have GI Joe valor versus venom 2004 
uh, another uh, uh, DVD that uh, that came with a toy. So we are going to watch those as a little palate cleanser before we yeah. get into Sigma Six. And I, I did go on a GI Joe buying spree of DVDs, and I do own both of those. Hell so yeah. I'm ready. And each one I'm, is like 45 minutes long. They're not long movies. I really appreciate the fact that we're when we're done with this, we will have seen everything that there is to see. Because you we're know not, me, I would lose my mind if that was oh, not the case. Excuse me. And also G.I. Joe Spy Tro- Oh, no, that's 2003. So, no, yeah, yeah, we're still good. G.I. Joe Spy Troops, the movie, which I also bought 2003. Uh, we will have all three of the one-off shots yeah. Uh, we're going to be watching before Sigma Six. So you keeping score at home and Gina with your spreadsheet. Yeah. Those three things will be coming. And I literally, I did go on an eBay streak where I just bought literally like every, because this is when the world opened up when I found out about G.I. Joe Extreme. And, uh, and I just bought everything I could possibly find. So I bought all of those. Wait, the world we're opened ready. up? And so you decided to do... His world... His world of G.I. Joe opened up. I I thought he meant like, oh, once things started opening up from the pandemic, I decided what I really wanted to do was stay home and watch G.I. Joe. No, once the pandemic started, I discovered that all I wanted to do was stay home and watch G.I. Joe. (laughs) It turns out I was right. (laughs) Who knew? Uh, Anyway. That's enough bookkeeping for here. The silencer. So we open up with a motorcycle at night. Already cool. He shows up at a, a weapons, like a, a, what do you call it? Like a weapons testing, you know, nouveau weapons facility. He shoots the, the alarm. Oppenheimer Center for Advanced Research. Oh, yes. I should have oh, wrote that down. This Excellent. This is why Chan is on the podcast. He's, he shoots the alarm three times, uh, which then causes the base to decide to go into a thing. Uh, he starts uh, glowing which I thought was kind of an interesting thing. So now he's glowing and he also has some sort of special unique superpower where he can create a cone of like darkness and silence around him, which I thought was kind of cool. I thought this was a cool effect because, because it's, it's, he didn't have this power the last time that we saw him. He did not. Uh, But yeah, he activates it. And it's very cool what they do. This is sort of one of the reasons why I think this show is a little bit of a cut above. But there is both diegetic and non-diegetic sound in this scene. You hear yep. out, outside music, the, the soundtrack. And when this silencer activates his sound shield, yeah. they get rid of all of the sound. So even yes. the outside music cuts cuts out. It was cool. Uh, which I, I thought was cool. It, it really it, it puts you in the mindset of the silencer. And they do it a couple times throughout this episode. And I thought it was a cool, it, it sort of added something to it, in my opinion. Yeah, he blows, the, he blows the doors off of one of the facility things. And then you don't hear it. And then he walks in and the guy turns around being like, oh, shit, that door's gone. Like, he didn't hear it. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, a use of sound design you just don't see in uh-huh. pretty much any animated uh, series. So, uh yeah, I I thought it was real cool. Oh, Whoa. even Chan thought it was cool oh, across the board. Yeah, I I Guys, gave it. Thank you. Good night, it. everybody. <laughs> I didn't say the whole we're thing tiring. was good. No, but this uh, like got me on board pretty early. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, and I thought I thought, oh, whether or not the science holds up about this crazy gun that they're testing. Uh, it, it seemed that was weird. Know, pretty cool. There's a similar <laughs> similar plot point in Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, yeah, but they're, yeah, they're testing out some some gun that basically like runs on a computer chip that you can program it to 
shoot someone and then and then it very weirdly like doesn't shoot a bullet at them it shoots a thing that like goes around their face like an alien face hugger yeah i feel like it was a good idea for example it's it's very similar to the gun in the fifth element uh shooting and it's spraying everyone and going hit the target uh but then it feels like someone got a hold of that you know one of the executives i'm like well that's a bit too much we can't do that uh for the kids so let's uh dial it back and it will be some sort of like manacle specifically designed for the person that you're shooting which doesn't seem real useful in particular and then especially when it turns out that the uh the special manacle for you know for example for the sharpshooter just takes out his one hand and he can still shoot really good with the other hand like what did you just do man that's bad luck that's know your enemy uh silencer I will say also like being shot in the face with something that hugs your face that's made of metal is still going to freaking hurt. Oh, yeah, scary. No, why not use that for all of them? Because <laughs> nobody is going to be a very good shot with their face covered in metal. Except Destro. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I was going to say there's the one shot. Uh, it's interesting. He also silencer has the ability of like some sort of KO touch where he just puts his hand on you, uh, does his power and then you just like pass out. I mean, so, that's just yeah. like a taser glove. Yeah, yeah. He has cool. a taser glove. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this dude, at this point, he's still cool. We also see, <laughs> again... He's still cool. <laughs> yeah, he becomes less cool later on. He becomes interesting, for crying out loud. No, he he you probably like watched fucking uh, uh, Boba Fett, and you're like, oh, I don't like how he's human. I don't like how he talks so much. Ew, no, this is story. no, this is some toxic masculinity bullshit where he like can't get over his de- his own defeat and he wants to be the best. And I was like, yeah. all right. This, no, there are plenty of characters. Way less cool to me. Like all of the villains here have some weird shit going on. They got like yeah, you know, their demons. It's too, it's too like real world shit. It's too like the second funniest improviser at an improv school being jealous of the first funniest improviser. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not, so he becomes less yeah. cool as the. But we see him as he's gearing up with this with this taser glove. That's the first time that we see that his hand is kind of wrecked, which is hands cool. fucked up. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. His hand, his hand has some like black, like poison veins on it, like it had been shattered. And he's got a Doctor Strange hand, is what he, he has. Doctor Strange hands. I was about to say. Uh, so he. Oh, I, I was like, you mean Doctor Strange love, right? And like, oh no, right. That's right. Doctor Strange also has like fucked up hands. Yes. So he takes the weapon. Also, and to he, be clear, he, yes. earlier before the show, when you said that you watched Doctor Strange, I was like. Oh, good for Ray. He's finally watching some Kubrick classics. He's getting some, you know, culture. But I was like, oh, right. There was a fucking Marvel movie that just came out on Disney. Plus. Oh, please. Yeah. You're whatever. the one in You're the wrong. Here, ass Marvel That's on me. Get out of here. <laughs> um, uh, so he takes the weapon and then kidnaps the lady, Julia, uh, who's one of the scientists there. And it's immediately it's sort of like the antennas go up. Be like, why he do that? I mean, to be fair, since episode one of all of G.I. Joe, they've been kidnapping scientists left and right. <laughs> you know yeah, what? Fair point. That, fair point. That w- that's what I was figuring. It's like, oh, he took this, you know, fancy ass gun and the person created it. That makes sense. Uh, then it got weirder. And eh, I don't know. Yeah, it ends up being personal. We'll get there. So we learn we kick back over to Eagle Eye and, uh, uh, you know, he figures it out that basically the, the weapon is ammo with instructions, which is kind of cool. 
because uh, he comes on over and he's like, that's what it is. He's like, I got a story because I, I'm, 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 I go way back with the silencer ready for some exposition. Here we go. <laughs> oh, then they the were... piano music starts. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, uh, 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 briefly that scene before when silencer breaks into the place, uh, I was basically for all of it. I liked, I liked, you know, like I said, the, the whole silence effect and went like that, except that, uh, they're in the dark. The scientist, the, uh, uh, what is he? Scottish, Irish, something. The, uh, One Scotty, of those. He was, uh, yeah, he was from the islands. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> he turns on a light. That's a, a belt buckle light, which first yes. off, I like goddamn silly. Second off, we see one of those uh, uh, um, uh, tracer like lights. What do you call those? Like a Amy light? The, yeah, we got uh, like the uh, the uh, Jesus, uh, you know, laser pointer, a laser, Wait. yeah, a laser, Wait, laser targeting. Are you legitimately sight. saying that a belt buckle light is sillier than an Apple Watch? Oh, uh, she's got you. No checkmate, Chan. Because <laughs> like, like for real, like I wear, I wear headlamps sometimes when I go camping. Uh huh. I would wear a belt buckle light. I would yeah. wear a belt buckle light in a second when I go camping. Yeah. I will buy you a belt buckle light because that is the stupidest shit I can ever imagine. Have you uh, look? I have gone camping with you. You have forehead lights. Yes, forehead lights are fine. They go oh, on your head sense. and they move in the direction that you are looking. To see things. A belt buckle gotta, light moves in the direction your body is pointed. Oh, I got a fucking uh, hip thrust every time I want to look at something. Uh, look, it's uh, not my fault uh, that you have uh, Is that a raccoon? Uh. Oh, shit. Look, Guys, Jack, not only it is, do... It is Sorry, not my fault if you have tight hip flexors and cannot handle the swivel. What are you doing? <laughs> You're doing the goddamn time warp in the forest? What the hell, Gina? Yeah, I have fun left, going Jan. camping no matter what I'm doing. Uh, Anyway, I think the belt buckle light is stupid, and then he turns on the uh, laser sight and then shoots out just the light, which means like he was he had BBs in his gun or something. Because I normally, if you laser beams just blow them out, the laser that's it. That's what the laser beams do. They they don't do a lot more than that. That's just what they do. And guys, I just sent you. I googled belt buckle light. It turns out that you can't just buy the ones that we're talking about, but you can (laughs) buy ones that display messages like those red LEDs. Yeah, just like the helmets of the uh, sniper vipers. Like tele, tele, televipers, yes. Oh, televipers. <laughs> that's what I want a televiper belt buckle. And you're telling me that's lame, Jan? Well, Gina, no, 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 I no. just sent you the link to get three at a discount. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> next time we go to the, the next G.I. Joe movie, we are all wearing this to the theater. <laughs> you know what? I'm for that. Yes. I am for it. I will not Although- have... A goddamn flashlight over my dick, but I will have a little reader board to send messages to all the raccoons out there in camping land. So if we can do that, shouldn't we just find goggles that display messages so we can be full televipers? Yes. By the way, found that too. There's. How do you I see? I don't understand how you see out of that, though. I know there are cool masks that are that are kind of like the... Uh, um, uh, what is that Korean show? The uh, uh, oh, uh, the game Squid Game. Squid Game. Uh, that kind of mask, but it has an LED on the front of it that you can program with oh, either uh, okay. faces or like uh, words. And I mm-hmm. was so Y'all. close to getting one of those last year. Oh, I would buy this. Ski goggles with light up messages. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and they're cheap. Oh my god, this one is six dollars and ninety cents in stock. Uh, Alibaba, will, you did it again. That will kill you. That will electrocute you if you put them on your face. I'm ready to take that risk. My instant impression was when you said that they were like for skiing. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Like you could put like hello there as you're skiing by someone. And then I realized that that would just make more people talk to me that I don't want to talk to. So I yes, would probably make them say fuck off. Yeah, you'd make them say, don't talk to me. I'm TV's Gina Polito. Get over it. <laughs> um, yes. So I'm sorry. That was my little excursion because, yeah, I think we all need these now um, <laughs> uh, to say that. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But now Cobra's got a maggot. So can end up in a big disaster. Cobra's got a maggot with a laser blaster. It's a battle station, command center, and attack vehicle. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Persuader. So real. Ten wheel. G.I. Joe Persuader. But nobody beats G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Cobra Maggot and G.I. Joe Persuader sold separately. Joe, Joe. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So it turns out that Eagle Eye and the Silencer were rivals in shooting school. <laughs> and Silencer, uh, this is kind of, I like this story point because Eagle Eye was a yeah. natural talent. Silencer was also very good, but knew that Eagle Eye was more talented. So he started leaning on uh, weapons uh, that actually uh -huh. like helped him shoot as opposed to relying just on skill. So he was yeah. relying on sort of like fancy doodads and, and gimmicks to be a better shot. And so finally uh, he was like, Eagle Eye kept beating him, even though he kept getting the great best weapons from this Julia lady who was like in charge of the program of fancy experimental weapons. He finally decides I'm going to shoot this Eagle Eye guy and get him out of my life. He has the most experimental weapon he possibly can goes to shoot him in the rain. And I don't know if it shorted out, but it blew up and wailed on his hands caught giving him Dr. Strange hands. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like all of this, I'm just like, that's cool. That's yeah, still I, I cool. really dug this this backstory. Uh, I I really enjoy how frustrated he is with the, that. He's no longer the best yeah. around. Didn't uh, you just say five minutes ago that it was bullshit and just like shitty improv politics? No, I look, here's the thing. When he, I, if these were two separate characters, I would love it because I loved him originally because I was like, damn, this guy is so badass and cool. This makes him less cool as a human being. But yeah. this, this backstory is cool that he like went to kill him, blew up his hand, and then blamed him because this is like, I, this is a real world thing that someone would be like, oh, I'm going to, work against my best interests and then blame you when it doesn't yep. work out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as in terms of like when he first showed up, I was like, hell yeah, Mr. Spy guy, look at you going. And now he's just like 
fucking dick. I mean, I, this, I like his dick backstory. The, <laughs> I, 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 I've read some of your work, so I do know that every dick has a backstory in your, in your, Boy, does in it. your tales. Uh, weird, weirdly uh, shoehorned into some things, I think. But yeah, you know, it's, it's called dick fanfic. Yeah, dick fanfic. <laughs> nope, nope, not going to do it. Nope. Uh, and I saw you going it, there, and, and no, I, I appreciate you pulling back. Nope. Chad, what, right. what else could you call it other than dick fanfic? No, nope, what? stop that. Nope. Is it not, I don't. I, I, mm, only yeah, you know what, Chad? I can't think fun. of anything either. I am. <laughs> I, I understand that that some part of me is broken and feels the need to portmanteau anything that is even remotely close to being uh, uh, squished togetherable. Uh, and, and I'm working on that on myself to not do that. You know Cause I, I feel you. like you should only have one lane to go in down dad jokes. Like you should have puns or you should have, uh, those, uh, um, uh, what do you call them? Like, uh, I guess a, a witty retort kind of humor, okay, the kind of like okay. a, I'm hungry. Oh, hi, hungry. I'm Fred or whatever. Uh huh. I love um, those dad jokes. Into it. Or yep, the portmanteau yep. kind of thing where you just sort of like smashing, you know, words together. And like, I, I feel like you should have just one. And so why do um, I, why do I feel so strongly that at the end of the episode, right before we get to the credits, Chance is going to shout this out because he can't hold it in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, either that or he, it's going to like build up inside him. And he's going to have to get it tattooed on his body or something. Oh, no. I like it. Uh, <laughs> all of which is to say, I like the character more. I did not like him uh, the first time around. This time around, I'm like, I mean, it goes a little over the top and kind of uh, cuckoo bananas by the end of it. But also sure like, does. yeah, it's like a pretty solid psychology that I can get behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. if we were watching like a real honest to goodness movie or something, you know, for adults. But um, I will say this is very on brand. You didn't like him at first because he was too cool and uh-huh. you don't like cool guys. But uh, then once he proved he was damaged goods, uh-huh. you were on board with him again. Whereas oh. I, I want him to be a cool guy and then uh-huh. ruined some other character with this, with this great, I admit it's a great backstory. I, uh, I love that he's jelly. I feel like uh, the, the, your dating history suggests that you think there are a lot of real cool guys that turn out to be really crappy. And yeah, this, uh, is why I didn't, this is why this character, this is why I think he got less cool. I just wanted mm-hmm. him to be cool and then bring in another guy, but, but let us know from the beginning that he's damaged. No, no. I think you need to know that the ones that you think are real cool got some issues and you need to put up that red flag I immediately. Mean, I know that now. Chan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also please, I can't I understand why you all skipped over the fact that the target they were shooting in that was Danny Trejo. It was Danny fucking Trejo. And you all skipped right over that. Okay. Well, we need to get a screen grab then of that because I vaguely remember that he was, he was kind of a, a thuggy looking dude. <laughs> so I'm going to move this plot a little bit forward because the, uh, and, uh, the silencer put specific like longitude, latitude, come alone, eagle eye, come to my island. Because silencer, <laughs> this dude is so good, he owns his own island. Like, I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, so he has literally like, it's called like silencer island or his silencer's jungle island base. You're goddamn right, silencer. You rock. <laughs> eagle eye, the idiot, just flies over by himself and he gets no, shot down he immediately. Knows. It's like, well, yeah. 
Of but course, you get shot down immediately. Not, he's not an idiot. This is just this is just a chapter in his life that he needs to confront and close. Like he, I knows mean, that's fine. But he like, wanna, he, like I actually thought this was pretty cool. I think luring someone to an island to hunt them. Yeah, cool. I, he's back on my cool list again because I would <laughs> love to do that. I would love to own an island, lure people there, and then hunt them. Can I say, I just am saying, like, what he should have done is take take a boat in at night. I think flying over the island when dealing with a, tech, uh, you know, technician marksman who will clearly shoot you down is no, a bad this, tactical maneuver. No, this is how confident he is and also wow. how much he doesn't want to cheat because, because we see the true juxtaposition that the silencer, in a move that makes him less cool, starts to cheat. Yes, and but other that's his dude, whole character is is yeah yeah he he i mean he starts I, I relying say, on the tech he, uh he side of things tech, but i yeah. like I, you know like if you're gonna lure a guy to an island to hunt him give him a give him a fighting chance oh yeah that's a that's danny trejo that's kind of funny he's like gangster danny trejo yeah you're right you're right chan um <laughs> give a fight so part of this fighting chance involves literally guns that come out of trees uh, that shot a dart. He shoots a dart at Eagle Eye, hits him in the neck. Turns out it's a magic poison, which gives him 12 hours before he completely loses his sight, uh, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it'll start like weakening his sight as it goes along, which because is what, he wants to take him out. Th this is an unfortunate thing that it f I feel like they set up a thing so that when we see the bullet that's specifically mentioned for him, uh, it latches onto his face. So that he can't see, and then we see a cool thing where he like uh, shows that he's uh, he trains without sight and can you know do all that, and they sure. sort of lightly touch on that idea. They do, but uh, instead they go for his fucking hand, which is dumb, 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 dumb. Well, that comes a little bit later. I mean, he's got more guns in all the trees. Uh, there's like a monkey that shows up. There's a like big feature of this monkey. monkey didn't get followed up on. I was yeah. really expecting the oh, monkey yeah. to come back. You can't introduce monkey. a monkey, focus the camera on him for that long, and then uh -huh. just disappear. Look, I was a little disappointed in look, that. Look, three episodes from now, it's going to turn out that that monkey was <laughs> Iron Claw the whole time. Holy shit. shit. He is so good at costumes, you guys. <laughs> He's real good. He's real good. Uh, you know what? I take it all back. You know it's G.I. Joe Extreme. This shit's getting paid off. Mm -hmm. It's a swerve to not pay it off now. Um, he goes to this like rope bridge, like an Indiana Jones movie. He tries to like run across it because he sees Julia tied to some like Clash of the Titans altar on this cliffside on the other side of the bridge. And he runs across. Of course, this is when we find out the silencer is hidden up in one of the trees and he Hold easily on, shoots quick. out. A yeah, uh, I need you to listen to this. And tell me if you hear what I hear. I could be wrong, but. Hey, hey, Julia. I'll be right there. I did not. Julia, hang tight. I'll be right there. Does he say not after that? He says that? something and then not. Yeah, he I says, couldn't. Says, I couldn't hear and understand him. Oh, I think he he chuckled and then said not. I think he's right. <laughs> not. We're in that era. We're in that era. It's Wayne's yeah. world's a thing. You know, yeah. I, mm, the use of not it, it, uh, like now we remember it from uh, Borat saying it. And Truth. I feel like it was about a 10. Really? I still remember case. it from Wayne's world. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that like when uh, a kid hears it, he's like, oh, that's a dumb thing. Um, not knowing that 
it was a thing, you know, 20, 30 ah, years prior. Uh, but I feel like there was such a tiny window where that was a thing. And at, after that, it's just horrible. It's awful. Why would you ever put that into a, a piece of uh, media? I mean, like Ray said, it was the times. Yeah, we're mid-90s, Chan. You're going to have to get over some cringe dialogue sometimes. Yeah. Because it is of its era. Like Whoopi Goldberg tells me about those old cartoons. Mm. Mm. It's of its era. Mm. So the bridge breaks because uh, Silencer shoots out the ropes. And then he has to climb up the bridge. Like, just pure Indiana Jones stuff at that point. He shoots the special ammo, Silencer does, which latches onto the right shooting hand of Eagle Eyes. So not only is he rapidly going blind he now loses use of his right hand but thankfully as he says i got two and this is when we start putting hats on top of hats on top of hats and i am here for it because here's the situation (laughs) julia's been kidnapped tied to a tiki idol or whatever Mm -hmm. he's just crossed the indiana jones bridge Mm -hmm. he's got he's losing his sight He's got a clamp on his right hand preventing him from shooting. Uh And he's got to deal with quicksand. Quicksand. I I am just delighted in that. We're just like, none of this is enough. Let's just keep adding layers to this hat. But we do. Did you even mention the fact that now in a second, there's about to be scorpions? A basket full of scorpions gets knocked over. A basket full of scorpions as part of his trap gets shot over. Scorpions are now on her. He has to take his gun with the off hand while being blinded in quicksand. And that scorpion crawls up her titty and he's got to shoot it like perfectly. It's like right between her titty and her face. And he has to shoot at that. And that way he's cool as a cucumber. The silencer has trained his scorpions to only sting people right in between their eyes. <laughs> yep. Do they have to climb all oh. the way up the body? You might think to yourself, can we heighten? We can't possibly heighten this anymore. No, we do because Eagle Eye runs out of ammo with one <laughs> scorpion to go and has to throw the pistol to knock the scorpion off of her. And yes, he pulls it off. But then we're still dealing with everything else. So he throws a knife, knocks down a pillar to pull himself to safety. You to then save real Julia. fast over that. He threw oh, yes. a, <laughs> knife a knife at a stone pillar. Yes, which he did. It was weakened. Uh, yes. It looked like a, a, a Paul Bunyan had come along and chop, did a little chop, chop, chop. So there was like just a little bit left. But it's yes. still a stone goddamn pillar that you're throwing yeah. a knife at. And then it, Knocked it down. cracks come falling down. Uh, also, it's it's helpful. There were like eight hundred thousand location chirons on in this episode. <laughs> yeah, there, were there were a lot, including the one that says "Temple Ruins on Silencer's Island." Like, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Now we know where the fuck island we're you know on. What? No, I've I've listened to enough and watched enough confusing media. I appreciate <laughs> every time they tell me where I'm at. Because I get lost, Chan. They, I get they lost literally very did it easily. when they come back from a commercial break, which, by the way, when they go to commercial break, the guy says things are about to get really hot. Yeah. I <laughs> not have said it in off. exactly that tone, but those are the words that he used. Wait a minute. It. I don't remember that. Uh, play the sound clip, sir. Things are about to get really hot. So report back here after these messages. I like right. it. the commercial thing. I thought you were saying in the the episode, uh, someone 
or like Eagle Eye was like, things are about to get really hot. No, when they throw to commercial, I think that's a weird thing to say. I like it. Now, there's one line. I, I really like this about the episode. They get into the helicopter. Uh, uh, Julia and Eagle Eye do. And then uh, uh, he, there's a, if I get the sound bite, I just like this little bit of dialogue. This is Ray dialogue right here. Um, where he, he just asked no, her. I, I know. You know what I'm going to say. Go ahead, Chan. You can fly. I can fly. I love that. That is Ray dialogue. Look, if I'm going to say what I love about dialogue is simple statements like that and people having them together. You can fly. I can fly. That shit gets me going. That is some tight dialogue. I love it. I thought it was the uh, inherent misogyny that you were super excited to uh, to talk about. Uh, no, Chan, it is not. <laughs> Uh, but then, of course, they get up in the air, and then uh, uh, Silencer shoots the fuel tank, which means that, like, you know, we're in trouble here. He keeps shooting. He starts shooting just pieces off of the helicopter. So Eagle Eye drops back down in the water, but he tells Julia, go to the Joes and send an antitoxin, because I'm going to be fucked otherwise. And I kind of just appreciated it. He remembered in the moment, like, oh, yeah, make sure they bring this here, because this is, this is going to be pretty rough for me. For a little bit and i like uh, that and also he's he apparently knows so much about helicopters to know that when a fuel line's been shot and is losing uh he knows how much fuel it's losing how much fuel is in the copter and how much fuel it would take to make it back to the mainland with the weight of this one woman julia and himself and he's determined that they yep. can't make it with those can't two human it. beings who weigh less than a helicopter, significantly less than a helicopter. But if he jumps off, she will have enough fuel to make it to the mainland, which Yikes. is a calculation that is. Uh, Chan, well, you don't you, hate you, him for being that good. No, I actually I read it completely different. I read it as in he had to jump off the helicopter or it was going to get shot out of the sky by the silencer. So he no. jumped off to distract him so she could get You're away. Wrong. No, he specifically says it's to lighten the load so that you can get to safety. Yes. Uh, yes. Ray is wrong. But Chan well, is unnecessarily angry at how cool he be cool. This guy just well, got. that's Gina true. Gina. If he seems cool to you, he's got some issues. Maybe not if he's in a cartoon, though. <laughs> you know what? She's never been let down by uh, hunky guys in cartoons before. That is true. Look, Snowjob is still doing his thing in the snow. That's all I know. He's a one-dimensional character, and that's how I like him. Man, and that scene in the movie where Nemesis Enforcer, like, rips out the bottom of that vehicle, yanks him out by his ankle, and just, like, flips him over and knocks him out. That's, I feel that shit every time it happens. It's animated so, like, grossly. Like, his body just, like, flops around. It's, it's upsetting to me, honestly. Don't worry, I'll take care of him. Thank you. You'll 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 make sure he's feeling fine. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll bring him some hot soup and and uh uh you know tiger bomb. <laughs> tiger bomb. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we uh, we get now we're in like Act Three right here. Now it's on the island. It's the most dangerous game. And Eagle Eye is Ramboing himself a bow like out of like bamboo and string. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. Uh, he makes a campfire. And his eyes start are really starting to go on him now. Like he cannot really, he's having trouble. Like now it's starting to really kick in. And I'm like, all right, I appreciate them letting me know that before we get into this final sequence. 
I do think that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I, the montage, it was a little weird, like, cause it looked like he was also like building traps, like from predator. Uh, oh, but yeah. that never comes into play. Uh, but he does do the bow and arrow and Maybe the it, monkey, uh, it, you know, disabled the traps. the traps. Yeah. Yeah. See, like all it. I would need was five seconds of additional animation to show me that monkey, that trained monkey who, along with the scorpions who've been super well trained to do very specific things, is just there to uh, disarm traps set by people who were put on his island for his uh, for most dangerous gaming. Um, but the the blurring, the vision blurring was kind of cool. I liked it. The silent. He must have had six days to do all this shit, and the silencer is just <laughs> on the beach, going like, "Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Well, Maybe he's know- still on this beach." There's a cool bit here because like he's in the jungle, he's in the forest, whatever we're calling jungle base. He's in the jungle and he's listening because he's got to use his other senses now. And suddenly he hears a patch of silence coming from like over there. And intelligently, Mm -hmm. he shoots where the sounds are not coming from. Wouldn't you know it? Nails the silencer who was trying to sneak up on him. I thought that was cool. Hold on. Yeah, I dug this too. Crickets? Tiger? Tree frog, silence. Owl, silence. That's what he says, which is kind of cool. Except back to it. The uh, tiger. Don't worry about the tiger. That's probably something that we should pay attention to. That seems like something that it sounds like no, because it sounds specifically like the tiger is purring when he listens to it. Yeah. Uh, if if you like, if you play it back, it's not like a growling. It's clearly Uh like a sort of like a sleepy purring. So uh-huh. I think it's asleep. Cats uh, are our friends. You know, there's there's a more there's a more more dangerous game in the forest. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was cool when he started saying things. I thought it was a real person, woman, man, camera, TV, <laughs> whatever moment. When I realized what he was doing, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, man, get it." Uh, no, no, like again, I do like that bit, but also uh, a sleeping tiger is about to hear screams from a dude being electrocuted in his ear. Again, it seems like something that should be addressed. Nah, that tiger's going to run away if it hears screams. It's not going to go. You, you know who took scream. care of that tiger, Chan? You know who took care of that tiger? The monkey. monkey? Goddamn monkey. Yep. Goddamn monkey. I, <laughs> you know what? Three seconds trap. of footage. Show me that monkey choking out the tiger, and I'm a happy man. I like it. A theater of the mind, Chan. That's when his when his vision went out. That's when it happened. Uh, <laughs> incredibly, um, there's a and, and a cool bit here because you know where uh, uh, they uh, gets chased into a cave. Eagle Eye runs into a cave. Uh, you know where he can use the echolocation or whatever. And I did appreciate this that he was able to trick the tech uh, by hiding behind like a, a column or like a stalactite or something, and that he sh- shot, shot, shot. But then, because because it showed up on like his 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 tech, but he wasn't really there, so he was able to trick the tech uh, by using the cave's natural defenses. He then takes what I just assume are sort of like little flashbangs, and he and he he throws it at the feet of Silencer, and it he like bright a, lights him in the eyes. A full bag of flares earlier, uh, okay. and I thought that he poured them out and filled it with water. Which I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But something else I'm sure was going on. They, they that was a thing that they put in there, and I did appreciate that. Yeah. So now all of a sudden they're on an even playing field. Except Eagle Eye is that good, and Silencer leans on his tech, and so it, it, his eyes are hurting. So now all of a sudden he tries to do the zap trick on Eagle Eye. To his credit, it works. 
but Eagle Eye's tough and recovers from it. He throws a stick at him, which I he rips a, a stalactite off the ceiling That's of the cave and cool. throws it at him. That is bananas. That was crazy. <laughs> and then we get like a sequence where we stare at bats and a lot of them for like five full seconds of cartoon because he starts and- shooting. Uh, Silence just starts go d- just shooting randomly all over the place. Scares well, he lost his mind. Triggers an earthquake. It triggers uh, a cave also, in. Also, one of those. He's, he's, the silencer is shooting in that dude's general direction. Like I would be more concerned if I were that guy. Yeah, is he, though, because we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Well, they end up escaping the cave because uh, there's a cave in. Uh, silencer ends up getting taken out by uh, Eagle Eye, who then wraps him over his shoulder, takes him out of the cave. The caves collapses, and then a kind of a dick move. Uh, Eagle Eye losing some points for me. Silencer has been clearly beaten. He's been shown, you know, he's lost. The hostage is rescued. Eagle Eye is doing fine. Joes are on the way. And they're just kind of there on the beach for this moment of reflection. And Eagle Eye is just fucking trolling him. He's like, this is why you'll never be good enough. This is why you'll always be less than me. And I'm like, God damn it, Eagle Eye. Like, you know, you don't got to be a dick about it. What the F? Yeah, I do feel like this is some you know, like Cobra Kai seeing this through the eyes of Johnny type of thing where like maybe Silencer was in school and he was like doing really well. And maybe for the first time in his life, he was getting praise. And then this young hotshot, this top gun comes in and is like, I'm number one now, bitch. And he's like, oh, but for the first time in my life, I experienced someone being proud of me. And Eagle Eye was like, well, fucking suck my nuts dude and then this guy was like oh i'm gonna just i'm gonna shoot a gun near him to scare this guy because he's a really mean guy he's been bullying me a lot and then the gun blows off his hand and then the next like 15 years he spends thinking i almost had it all i almost had the love of my teachers and the respect of my parents and now i have a stump of a hand all because of that one bully i know what i'm gonna do I'm going to set a bunch of traps on a deserted island. I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to scare him. This is this is the story that I'm writing. This is my this is my dick fanfic, like if you will. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah, I, the, yeah, yeah, the thing really that was threw me. you off your game, didn't it? Just, Hearing it again. <laughs> Hearing it again really threw you off your game. Uh, that actually makes a little bit of sense because uh, like he was shooting crazy <laughs> in the cave and I'm like, that's kind of nuts that he's not hitting him at all. But okay, you know, that's fine. But here he's like, they're, they're fucking five feet from each other. <laughs> And he's like, you a bitch. And he walked, he turns and walks away. And at first I thought he was just shooting in the air. Like he was so mad that he was beaten, which is dumb, but okay. But then you can see him shooting and it's like pew, 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 pew. Like bullets are flying all around him and hitting the ground and like missing him. And then it becomes like a, are you Jesus? <laughs> he's actually Jesus and like you can't no, touch he was him because he's immortal shooting. he was just rage shooting at this point like I don't but think he, he wants to hit him at this point if I think you're he's rage shooting crazy. eventually you're gonna fucking hit somebody 
Nah, he knew. No, but he I don't could, think he, could he was trying to. I think he wasn't. I think he was not trying to. I think it's, you know, it's it's. If he uh, was enraged, they ain't trying to do shit. And something would have randomly did. Chan, no, because his hand is fucked up. He can't see anything. He leans so heavily on the tech to do the aiming for him. He was absolutely out of his depth in that situation, both physically, emotionally, mentally, every way. So Eagle Eye knew at that point the battle was over. We just need to deliver the knockout blow. He is shooting. He is hitting to the left of him. He's hitting to the right of him. The shots are going over his head and down near his feet. You don't do that unless you're intentionally trying to miss him, which is ridiculous at that point. I mean, sure. <laughs> and that's he's the just end really of the lucky. episode. He's really lucky. Yeah, he's just, you know what? Uh, Eagle Eye, uh, he could see where the gun was pointed uh, with the ba- bare vision he had left. And he clearly saw he was in no danger. He's also, you know, a GI Joe master of stealth, not making, he's not making any sounds. This all holds up. If you don't think about it now, the episode ends like that. Like it just ends with him just basically being like you, my bitch. And then cut to credits, which kind of upset me. I, I, I want my heroes to be a little more heroic. Like in that moment, he could have, you know, you go low, we go high. And he chose to just go low. Look, yeah, this is the start like of this is the start of a movie trilogy. Like like in Ooh. like the second movie is going to be called the the return of the silencer and it's going to be like Eagle Eye 5 years from now. He's married, he's he's living oh, happily. Shit. He's he's left the Joes. Uh and then one night he settles in to watch some Netflix with the wife who has some big news to share with him by the way. <laughs> and then just all of a sudden, she slumps down, and you see a tiny bullet hole in the in the window, oh, no. and a little trickle of blood comes right out from between her eyes. Uh, and he screams, "No!" And he looks out the window, and the camera pans, and it follows, and you see the silencer many buildings away. And then, as he's hugging her dead body, the the positive pregnancy test falls out of her purse. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is brilliant. Uh, I uh, have, I have, I have checked ahead to the next episode, Gina. It is not called return of the silencer, but it is interestingly enough called rampage for president. So <laughs> we have that to look forward oh, no. to. That oh, sounds if it was a deep like episode, current, I'd be concerned. Yeah. That, it sounds too much like our current timeline. I don't oh, dear, you're right. like this. It's going to be crazy when Rampage like tries to grab the steering wheel and choke out a secret <laughs> service agent. Oh no. Oh dear. Sorry, Chan, go ahead. No. No, I won't. <laughs> Chan's Chan's uh writing stories in his head about what a dick Rampage is. Some people might call them dick nope. fanfic. No, they wouldn't. Cuz there is a much better way to phrase that. Is there another way, Chan? Because no. I think Dick Fanfic pretty much says everything that needs to be said, and I don't yeah. think it can be improved upon. It like sort of rhymes. It involves all the words. You know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, that's it. Ten, ten, no notes. Yeah, no, I, I would. I, I, it's flawless. You can hit us honestly. up on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Knowing's Half the Podcast. We're on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast. Uh, individually, I'm at 999 RPMs. <laughs> I'm at Gina Ippy. And I'm at Almighty Ray. (laughs) We broke Chan.
I'm the one with the stop button here. Situation critical. Roll call! Ballistic! Harpoon! special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake vs. the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop vs. Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.